Yo, how are you doing? Welcome to episode number 12 of the Coffee with Joffrey podcast. I'm Joff. Now today's episode number 12 is fitter, stronger and healthier. Trying to kind of like level up, um, you know, level up your training. I got two very good guests on the show today, which you'll enjoy. I have Craig Harriman, who is owner of Base Free down in JLT Dubai. Uh, very experienced coach. I've known him for a long time now. He's been on the CrossFit scene as a competitor and um, very well respected as a coach here in Dubai as well. Um, and also Simon Jones, who is, again, a very experienced coach. He's actually seminar staff. Um, so he took me for my CrossFit level one. And I'm sure he took a lot of you who may be listening to this as well, who came up through Dubai and uh, took me for my level one almost five years ago now. So it's great to get into these guys' brains and kind of pick some things out on, you know, how you can really level up once you're in a position where you're consistently training, how to pick up the intensity safely, how to get the most out of your training and real dial in the importance of or what is actually important and, and the next steps to getting you, as as I said, fitter, stronger and healthier. So I hope you enjoy this one. Don't forget any coaching from me. You can find me Movement Wins. I've um, got the Lifestyle Reset Program and the Level Up Program. Go and check them out on Instagram. I'm at uh, Movement Wins and at Coffee with Joffy. So enjoy. As you know, episode number 12 of the podcast. I have some guests with me today. Exciting 12. guests. I've Mr. Craig Harriman and Mr. Simon Jones. How are you we doing? You looked at the wrong one then you said that. I did, I? did that on purpose. I could, I could pull off. You looked at Simon and Craig. I hope after all these years you know which one's which. I just hope the listeners don't get confused. <laughs> I'm still the only one with no beard. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> still, still. these guys are going to tell us how to get fitter, stronger and healthier. These guys have been... You've lived in Dubai your whole life, right, both of you? Yeah. Uh, a large percentage of mine. Uh, born and raised here and then uh, I spent seven years in the UK. I went, screw it, I'm coming back. So, yeah. Yeah, this is home. Yeah, so you, like... People will know you in the fitness industry then. You know, people listening to this will know you guys. Craig. I hope so. Yeah. So do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? So I've uh, I've been here for coming on 16 and a half years now. Um, and out of those 16 years, 13 of them, I've been in the fitness industry. I started at Fitness First, spent two years Same. picking up weights. Yeah. Oh, you flew, yeah. Came over. They flew out for it. Yeah, yeah. So started, and this is, I've talked about this all the time, it really annoys when you get someone who's like a PT on Dubai and they're an Instagram PT and they've been doing this for like a year and they're like this and this and, and I spent two years of my life picking up people's weights and that's how you should start. Yeah. Um, and then thing that got boring so then left did some freelance PT, um, after that worked, got into CrossFit and worked to the third CrossFit affiliate in the Middle East, which was the Burn Room, which is a lot of people still contribute to being their like entry, their gateway into CrossFit as one I remember of the first it. ones on the scene. Yeah, and then um, that didn't work out too well. Did the freelance thing for a little bit. Ended up at Lifespark, which was the original CrossFit affiliate in the Middle East, and had a, had an amazing reputation. It was awesome to be a part of that, and it was very good for my development as a coach because a lot of time to study and and learn the trade. And then was fortunate enough to end up uh, with the opportunity to do what we're doing now, which is running Base 3 and doing podcasts with you guys. Bam. Yeah, so Base 3, for those that don't know, gym down in JLT, absolutely amazing facility. Huge, all the equipment, obviously top class coaching down here as well. So obviously. I'm sure we're, uh, we're referencing at the end. You guys definitely need to come down and check it out. So that's Craig. Simon, do you want to just give us a brief on yourself? Ooh, uh, well, f- funny story is that Craig and myself were in the same uh, PT course. 
2006. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then uh, we ended up starting in the same gym. So he went sort of fitness instructor PT route. I went GX. Um, so well, specifically, I taught pump. Yeah. RPM, but I got yeah. hired because I taught salsa. salsa. Oh, that, salsa that was my ticket. Moves. That's what we need to know. That was my yeah. ticket. Yeah. So, uh, but that's also how I got into kind of teaching. So, uh, like from me getting into teaching people, it was I was just I used to go to a salsa class, and then basically, and during the summer, and he goes, "Hey, help me out with my beginner class. I'll give you free advanced class." And I went, "Okay," and then that literally just started the teaching side of things. Um, so I worked there for about two years. And then I moved to the UK in 2008. Um, I started CrossFit about the year before that. And then basically I would just rope people like Craig and I'm like, hey, come try this crazy thing. And I can't straighten out my arms for the next week. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then it just got me hooked. And then after that first session I did just at home, um, that's the only thing I've been doing is just coaching CrossFit. Moved to the UK in 08, went to my very first affiliate, um, did my level one uh, September 2008. Had, and then I started my own affiliate um, January 2009. Ran that for better part of seven years before I moved back here in 2015. And then I'm also on the CrossFit seminar staff, and I've been doing that since 2011. So. Yeah, so you must get this all the time, but you took me for my level one. You must get it from like everybody who comes through through yeah. Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got the new coach, Patrick, from... Uh, yeah. You did uh, his level one as well? I did his level one. I was like cool yeah. <laughs> um yeah so it's quite a lot of faces that you need to try and remember yeah but it, it is really cool i mean just to be like a small piece of um kind of that process and seeing where like what you're doing now what everyone else is doing now is pretty fucking cool so i'm allowed to swear yeah you can okay, swear. great cool yeah, yeah, it just it kind of happens naturally i'm yeah. not as a controlled swearer <laughs> as um but yeah so that was uh it's really cool to be part of people's journeys and that. that's that's the thing that really means a lot to me on the, on the seminar staff is just uh a transmission of culture of what we believe crossfit should be yeah that's cool and it's good to see obviously you know you're a crossfit facility down here mm-hmm. myself I, I think we can all agree we've all been you know um you know, we've gone through that CrossFit transition. We've been doing it for a long time, but I like the fact that we've all come from the background before that. You know, before CrossFit was kind of like a thing, and as big as it is now, yeah, we went through that transition of before Reebok. Yeah, yeah, being personal trainers on the floor, and like you know, when I I flew out, I was working in Leisure Centre as a gym instructor in the UK. Flew out here, I lied in an interview somewhere and said I knew about business plans and everything. Late, uh, got sent down to Abu Dhabi sat down right what's your business plan what's your targets and I was I didn't have a clue I was like I'm just here to teach fitness and I think if you can go into an environment where you uh you can do personal training in those serious conditions where you've got 20 other personal trainers fighting for clients you've got someone setting you targets you know you're working long hours long unsociable hours if you can come out the other side of that whether it's a year two years and still want to be a PT you know you're in the right industry whereas like you said at the start if you're someone who's and there's nothing wrong with this like if if it's a passion and you've kind of fall out of your full time 9 to 5 job into PT there's nothing wrong with that but at least make sure that you're you know you're you're treating the industry with respect you're going and getting the relevant qualifications you're spending the time to kind of learn your trade as well you're educating yourself you're mastering your craft but also you're trying to get the best result from for your clients versus trying to milk them for as much money as possible. Because this, this is one of the big things that I found coming out of the personal trainer, like personal trainer industry um, into CrossFit. When you're a personal trainer, you're always got on your mind money trying to sell people hitting targets in the gym. 
you obviously earn your salary through doing PT conductions. That's how you make, you know, you get paid a very low basic salary and you increase it from doing more training, more training sessions. When you go into like a CrossFit environment, you, we were lucky enough to be able to do, you're probably coaching around about the same hours, four, five, six hours a day. You take the pressure off having to go and sell people into membership, sell people into personal training. You're just doing what you love to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really enjoyed about coaching CrossFit, or I still do enjoy like coaching CrossFit, that you're, you're doing it for the right reasons rather than just you know, tying everything in. It's not a sales job, it's... Yeah, it's yeah. Just, you're helping people. And I, I think this, for me, there's, there's no greater purpose than that. It's like, it's, it's to be of service. Yeah. All right, so let's move on then. So wanted to get you guys on to talk a little bit more about a lot of the, the kind of listeners that I have are people that are, you know, just trying to get into their exercise or, you know, just getting into training consistently. You guys are the experts in terms of, you know, how can someone increase their levels of fitness? You know, what's important in the beginning? What should they be starting to think about when they reach a certain level, when they can up their game a little bit? You know, so... I, I always kind of like preach to my guys when they come on to any of my programs or anything like that is consistency is the most important thing and it's so you know it's boring right it's not sexy at all hey turn up for the gym but just went from this environment of just seeing the people that were consistent were getting the results so do you want to just talk a little bit about on that when someone first you know someone first steps in foot in the gym here yeah for sure I think it's consistency um, mechanics consistency is what's then intensity is how CrossFit teaches it but I fully agree with it that you need to understand that you need to move properly before you ever expect to get anywhere and you get people coming into the gym who are like yeah I want to do this goal and I want to get this and I want to get this and they've come from maybe a different environment where movement isn't as important Mm -hmm. and you get really fit guys and we've just had like an influx of people who are like put them on a rower or a runner or give them burpees and they'll absolutely hammer it and then they're like oh yeah I want to learn Tosa Bar and I want to learn Snatches it's just like well you need to strip it right back and understand that the movement is just as important and if you look at some of the best guys in the world like take Rich Fronin for example and watch him do a thrust his squats effortless his overhead position there's no limit there um, and understand that until you have really really sound movement you're never going to be able to move at your potential until you've mastered the movement and it's getting the movement right doing it consistently and committing to, to learning that and, and executing perfectly time and time again even under fatigue and then layering in intensity and making sure that before you go fast that you're moving properly I think that's key yeah and you're just able to get more out of it I think um, you know it's that whole mentality of walk before you can run and I think that's super important because uh, I heard this before and it was like, hey, if you train an hour a day, five, six days a week, and you look at that person from day one to six months, and you looked at someone who did all five hours in one day, like what would the results be in six months? And the person who is more consistent with training will get a lot more out of it. And I think the same thing goes to nutrition and even just movement. Like, uh, like a lot of the stuff I, I talk with my clients, it's just like, hey, just move outside the gym. Like, the gym is your one hour of the day. What the hell do you do with the other set? Yeah. So just getting to just to do more stuff outside the gym, um, go for a walk I mean, before it gets too hot, or just go at uh, different times during the day. Uh, I think those are all really cool things. So I, I generally look at, and it's very similar to what you do, is like lifestyle factors. How can I get them doing more? And like if it, if they if they have a tool like a Fitbit or something, I was like, hey, just track your steps. Like you know, it, it, and it's crazy because sometimes they'll maybe do two thousand. And then just get them doing 5,000 a day. And all of a sudden, that changes everything. They're more consistent with movement, more consistent with training. They've got more energy to do things like going to the gym. And then they want to eat healthy. So just it's consistency, but it leads to um, just huge momentum to get the things that they want. And they think, oh, it's actually not that as hard as they thought it would be. Because it just becomes more of a habit versus a 
oh my god, I'm going to do this for two weeks, and then after two days, you just go, fuck it, I don't know, I'm done. There's too much of it. CrossFit creates that environment where you come in for the first time and it's it's like you see people doing things you like I want to be able to do that so at the same time that you've got you're looking up to people people need to be able to take a back step and go right or they need coaching around them to go hey you might not be there yet but we can get you there here's the steps on how you get there yeah I think the environment as well is it's got that kind of it creates that which is one of the negative things that we try and mitigate in here is that whiteboard mentality of come in mm. and see oh someone this morning did it in 10 minutes I'm going to do it in 9 and they'll sacrifice range of motion or movement quality just to go faster and harder just to try and beat that target that's on the board I think it's really important and good CrossFit gyms will, will make sure that that person and it is an education thing and it's worth big on it is teaching people just like yeah that's awesome I love that you want to beat John from this morning but if you're not moving properly like your wall balls weren't below parallel and you yeah. you weren't quite bar facing on your burpees is you've just wasted half of your reps on that workout you didn't really get as much out of it is do it right and, and I think that's it's it's very binary at that point so you can do it right you can do it wrong you can apply it correctly you can apply it incorrectly so just do it well the results will come just be patient but the other side of it like what CrossFit does really really well and like you know base does it awesome this is you just you wrap it around with this awesome community where you want to come in yeah. Whereas like, you know, uh, a friend of mine st- started something like gym, gym, t- gym intimidation, where you're intimidated to go to the gym because you think everyone's judging you and all they think they all have the look. Like, yeah. you know, you go to certain gyms, like more traditional gyms. And like, as soon as you walk in, everyone's like kind of looking at you from head to toe. Like, who's this person yeah. over here? What dumbbells are going to be like? Fuck that. It's like, just come to the gym, have a good time, throw down with your mates, high five and chest bumps, go home happy. And it should be the, the coolest and funnest hour of your day. And that's why when gyms do it really, really well, this is an amazing community that kind of wraps around it and i think that's what keeps people consistent too because you're training with your friends now just think um like coming to classes like this if the, for the person who's still stuck in you know uh, a big chain gym like not naming any names but stuck in a ch- big chain gym not really feeling motivated to get to the gym like that's your first problem like you need to find somewhere that like motivates the hell out yeah. of you so you're you're generally excited and there are places that exist like that yeah. like and you can find them yeah you might pay a little bit more of a premium price to go to a gym like that but you know i always joke about you're not going to lose weight getting in the sauna after the gym session so it doesn't matter about the facilities and all that kind of stuff so if you're someone now who goes to the gym, it's already a struggle after work. You get there, you're on the treadmill 10 minutes, you've got this plan to do, you know, five sets of this, five sets of that. You're constantly battling, you've got your phone in your hand and then your wife WhatsApps you and says, hey, you need to come home and you're just looking for an excuse to just get out of there. So you're like, oh, I need to go now. One of the nice things about getting in the class environment and having that community around you is once you're in, you're in. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going home after an hour, after like 20 minutes. Yeah. You're completing the whole workout. And people just get better results just from actually doing the training that they say they were going to do. Yeah, and I, th- I think just like you said as well, they're in the class, they're committed to the class to disconnect from everything else. They can't look at their phone. And uh, the people who have, I've given them a hard time for it. Yeah. Just give me that one hour in the day. Let, 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 just, just be here, be, in the, be present on what you're doing, and you'll have fun doing it. And most probably the results come too. Because if you have more fun, you stick with it. Yeah. So you, what I really wanted to hear from you guys today then, Craig, obviously your experiences in terms of like going and doing the OPEX and you know, these higher qualifications for kind of like performance athletes, I don't necessarily just mean in CrossFit, but strength and conditioning purposes as well. You know, if someone is getting to a level now, they are looking to up their game. Is there anything other than you know, just fitness that you're looking, for their, looking to see in them when they're kind of boosting up? Do you go like coach Carter style on them and like make sure they're performing at work kind of thing and yeah 100% <laughs> that's exactly the approach so, so we get uh, so we run a group called performance who are people who are not necessarily fitter but want to be competitive within their fitness so that's the first thing is the mentality 
And we run a very um, tight CrossFit program. We've got a fit program, which is a non-barbell class, where the workouts are just as hard as the performance one. No one program is physically more demanding. It's just the attitude and the mindset going into it is like, if you're going to put yourself in that environment and through that program, I'm going to ask you to do things that aren't always fun. There's going to be a lot of accessory work, which is going to allow you to stay injury free because some of the movements are more complex. So we're building enough resilience to be able to execute. But it's just the mentality that, yeah, it's not going to be full speed all the time. And there's going to be a lot of backup work that I'm going to have to do to allow me to do that. And having the patience and the understanding and trust to be able to do that is probably most important. If you find a coach that you trust or a program that you're going to commit to, is you have to give yourself to that program, understanding that, yeah, it's not always going to be like heavy power cleans and muscle ups and running all the time. There's going to be parts of it that aren't the sexy stuff that... Oh, well it probably is a sexy stuff now all the bodybuilding type movement which is becoming increasingly popular because it allow for longevity and you'll survive the season I think understanding and that and you get pretty swole yeah that too but having the patience and understanding that I'm going to commit to this program it's, gonna, it's not a 3 month ticket this is a 12 month 18 month 2 year plan um, and having the patience and understanding that I've got the mindset that if I want to be competitive this is what I have to do I'm going to be patient and trust the process yeah, so obviously, like the you mentioned, the intensity can be in the same in all of the sessions. I guess probably one of the other factors is volume. Mm. Would volume go up slightly if someone was looking to get more competitive? Or? It depends. So, our guys, if you were a regionals bubble athlete and you were making a real push for the games, you'd probably want to look at increasing volume, increasing intensity. But our guys are all nine to five guys, so we kind of pitch this performance program at people who want to do well in the open. People who want to participate in local competitions, more than often, more often than not, they've got a nine to five job. So increasing your volume is not going to do you much better. Recovery your, will lag. Exactly. So if you look at if you've got a, a line down the middle of a piece of paper and you've got debit and credit, is what have you debited from your account? Okay, I've done an hour of training today. What have you credited to your account to allow you to recover from that? Did I get enough sleep? Have I eaten enough calories? Have I de-stressed enough to allow me to go and do that again the next day? Layering volume is just going to lead to an eventual breakdown. So more often than not, it's slowing these guys down to allow them to give 100% to that one session that they do every day. If you've got the time, if you were, let's say, uh, a coach by trade and you had three hours a day to train then yeah go go ahead up the volume a little bit understanding that you're going to have to dedicate some of that time to recovering from training as well but m- majority of the time our guys are nine to five guys that do need to recover from training so we're not allowing them to we get asked all the time what can I do what can I do more how can I do more what else can I do oh I want to get strict handstand pushes what do I do it's like sleep for eight hours that's probably going to be the best thing you can do yeah eat enough food and uh, like Craig and I talk about this a lot. It's just like less is more. Like it's, and it sounds really weird. It's easier to just add more stuff. It's harder to really like deconstruct what you're doing to try and get the best results. It might be just sleep more, eat enough, uh, make sure you do a lot of active recovery. Like it might be just going for a walk. Um, and it just like, or just make sure you spend quality time with the other half. Like, like all those things because less stress means you can obviously train harder. And then when Craig sets, the intent, the purpose of what's meant to happen, if they can follow through with it versus like, oh, this was shit today because I felt like I couldn't push. I was just moving through it because Craig told me to. It was like, nope, Craig gave me the order to do this, this, this. I'm going to execute it and basically get the results that they're looking for. Yeah, how many times that have you, you, you've been at a decent level of CrossFit yourself, Josh? How many times have you been like day five of the program and you're just like, holy shit, I'm wrecked? Yeah. You're going to yeah, get so more. I used to do, uh, I used to do. Ben Bergeron's um, competitors training and I used to do the games athletes version of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, used, I didn't even do all of it. I, just I, like well, I, used, I knew I should be doing the open but I used to just look at the open and go 
oh, that's not like, that's just one word like you know I'm, I know better than that or I should do more than that I, regional I, I like the games one so I'll do the games one scale the fuck out of all the weights for yeah. one do it take like four hours to do it and then the next day just be dead and then just go back to doing my own programming after that kind yeah. of thing so and, and early on if, even if you look at all the top end guys they started just doing one maybe two things a day and slowly ramped it up like yes given these people are very talented athletes uh, very very gifted and so they could do all these things a lot quicker than others but like they still put the time in and then they did it slowly and then they increased volume see how they responded but also is that they've put all this they've changed their whole lifespan to train meaning like they will they have everything like people are cooking their meals for them um, they sleep exactly the amount they say no one's going to bother them the phone's away like yeah. no one deals with it like now they have agents like all that stuff's been taken care of so all they can basically do is eat sleep train I like the Rich Fronin documentary back in the day ruined me for that like yeah. I'm sure it did for everybody because yeah. he just trains all day right so yeah, you're like oh that's what I need to do and he just like he's just being in his garage and he'll just do 10 sets of 500 when he wakes up and the dude eats nothing and everyone so now everyone thinks like yeah I can get by on 2000 calories and 3 workouts a day milk oh, yeah. just milk yeah <laughs> yeah so that's good to know um, is there any kind of like because like I said a lot of the people listening to this won't necessarily be that competitive or mm. performance based but it's good for them to know how to and I like that you've got that kind of barrier for people pushing on to if they do want to get competitive like it's not just a case of hey I'm going to join your program I'm going to do that because I've definitely seen that in you know gyms that I've worked in, in the past and programs that I've run kind of had it there as an option people like the idea of it and before you know it they're doing the performance programming and they haven't even got toes to bar yet yeah. but then as soon as power cleans and muscle ups and stuff comes up like they're straight in what's um you know what mistakes do people make in the beginning when they're first trying to get into it let's use like members that would come in here you know who have been coming for maybe one month two months they're starting to get consistent what mistakes do you start to see i i, I always have a conversation with them is just like okay, well, why do you want to be like oh can i do performance i'm going to get my toast i've pretty much got toast about now can i do performance it's just like well, why do you want to do performance understand the intention and uh james fitzgerald from opt he spoke about this a lot lately it's the intent and he's, they've gone away from, this is a bit of a tangent, gone away from the, the CrossFit side of things for their general population members. But if you've got someone who comes in here and they're originally joined because they want to get a little bit fitter, a little bit stronger, and they come to me and say, I want to join performance. And you have to really understand why. So what's your reason? Why do you want to join? And they're like, oh, I did shit in the open this year. I want to do better next year. It's just like, okay, cool. Well, let's ride the CrossFit program. Give me three months of that. And then once you've got all your movements down, and you can com- confidently come to me and say, yeah, I'm, I've got like five toes to bar for sets and I can do body weight, back squat, then all right, let's look at the program and slowly introduce it. And even our program, we like we programmed a workout today that I probably did half of it. It was a stupid 36 minute EMOM and me, one of the fitter guys in the gym, I literally probably did about 50% of the work. So not every day is gonna be achievable and you don't have to be able to do all the work all the time and you can stay, scale it, you don't have to be at a certain level. But as long as they understand the intention, and I'm a bit of a dick with these guys compared to the other members, like, this is my business, so people are paying me money, I've got to look after them. So anyone comes to me, it's just like, oh yeah, I had a really hard day. I'm just like, oh, all right, maybe don't go as hard today. Whereas it's the performance guys, it's just like, suck it up, dude, you're here and you commit, let's do this. So I'm gonna push those people and have higher expectations for them if they've committed to me and they've got that intention. Yeah. Otherwise, if people are just like, yeah, I, I wanna train a little bit harder, it's just like, well, let's, keep on the CrossFit program and then look at ways we can unlock more potential within that program. But if someone comes to me like, I want to be competitive and that's your goal, then probably look for a decent competitors program that's going to give you that edge. 
you probably injury is a big worry as well, isn't it? If if the intensity, the volume goes up too early. Totally, and that's why I'd say like finding a decent program. And I'm not saying that we have the best program, but I feel like we've got a very good balance of for our target client, which is someone who's nine to five. That will allow them enough intensity to feel like they're working hard enough, which is balanced with enough resilient uh, resilience and accessory work. So we'll do three really hard days a week two days that are more lifting based and then every day there'll be some sort of accessory work to negate the work so banded accessory work or single arm strength work that'll balance out any of the damage that we're doing well hopefully and, and, and that's where the wave like we talked about this in depth before but it's just these waves of intensity it's like and there's, there's some points yeah we want you to redline it's like cool the other ones yes we want you to work hard but generally they're higher skill stuff when it's higher skills of generally the intensity is going to be lower because there's a little more to think about. You're moving the barbell a lot further. You're moving yourself a lot further. So there's all these kind of like um, just intent and purpose of the workouts. Like, you know, it, like there was a couple of weeks where it was just like, hey, the next two weeks are just going to be shit and terrible and just push through. And then afterwards, Craig has the deload where everyone's like, why are we not? Which is more. the hardest thing to program. Like yeah. if you go, we go through. Like we had a real tough training phase from like November through to the end of the open, so like almost March, and it was on for months because there was a couple of competitions we had to peak for. And then I'm like, cool, we're going to do a deload week and a testing week, so it's really low volume. And it's basically three weeks of no training. Everyone stops dropping off, and everyone starts getting lazy. And like, yeah, I don't need to do this. It's a deload week. It's just like, no, that's not the point. Is yeah, understanding yeah. that if you're going to train hard, you have to pay your dues and do the the easier stuff and the boring stuff as well because that's as important for recovery and longevity yep yeah that's awesome and like i said it's, it's good that you've got those factors built in because you know a lot of a lot of gyms will just try to kind of like upsell people onto onto other programs without actually taking you know john who goes to the gym five times a week but has to go to work each day as well he doesn't need to go in there with rotate a cuff strain or a you know, pulled hamstring or anything like that. In terms of like where CrossFit's heading now, then Simon, they've gone a lot more. Obviously, when CrossFit was born, from my understanding, it was um, you know health-related physical fitness for you know everyday people, easy to scale up, scale down, um, very community-driven. And then from that was born a sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and now CrossFit have obviously, for one reason or another, have decided to kind of like pull it back towards there, which is necessarily the right or wrong reason but they've definitely gone down that route they've changed some stuff in the competitive side of it what's all your what's your views on that i'm sure you've had this question um yeah quite a few times already but like you know from what i do from the seminars and why i started CrossFit, why i've owned my own affiliate like my opinion is the message has never changed um like if because if the message changed from what i do on a seminar level that all stuff will get re- restructured yeah so that hasn't done but what people perceived of what is a CrossFit as a training program and CrossFit as a sport are completely different entities. One, like a little took over more sense just what you saw in the media when you just type CrossFit on YouTube. But like the stuff that I was always attached to and to what stuff I've done is always towards community, having fun, throwing down. Um, and that was the original message from CrossFit. It's like, hey, we're going to push you intensity, but we're going to make you move as well as you can for it. That's why I started CrossFit. That's why I ended up running in my own gym and then really wanted to give back from the educational level. And that message has always been, and what I try to do is to transmit a culture. But um, as for, yeah, I think that, that's what I would say from, from my side, my opinion side of things. Um, I think a lot of maybe what they've done, what CrossFit have done now is just like, cool, we just want to make sure the health side is at the forefront. And that, that's kind of the, the message that we've taken a stand to. And I, I think it's amazing. I really do love what they've done and but it's almost 
basically it's really showing that the message hasn't changed from the very, very beginning. Um, they're just pushing it forward a lot more. Yeah, that was the point from the start. It was a health program. And then I think the change, look, looking at it from a different angle, I'm an amateur competitive CrossFitter myself. I think the changes are awesome. I'm super pro the changes for many reasons. I think the game season as a whole has become way more interesting because it's way more accessible to people who would never had a chance to qualify. Like national champions, I think that's great. Yeah. I think the backseating from people who qualified through a sanctioned event but then were a national champion, so person in second, third, fourth now has a shot, I think it makes it way more interesting as a sport to watch, which is what the people are complaining about with these changes. Yeah. I think CrossFit Health is a great initiative and to pull the original message back out and relay that and, and drive that message is important. And I think it's awesome that the guys who are still going to be competitive, you're still going to see the fittest people on the podium regardless of how it works out. But if you get more people involved in it, then I think it's awesome. The yeah. ones that are but her, the ones that would nearly qualify in for regionals, that's what makes sanctions. Now. Yeah, and we spoke about it, uh, Craig and I, in, in the past, like when the Open uh, was on this year, it was just so much more fun. Because yeah. there's like, we're just throwing down. And it was, and it was Less great. stress. Yeah, yeah. and that's, and, I mean, like, that's why I love going to the gym. I just love throwing down with my buddies. So, uh, and then we all work hard together, but then, the, you know, that, that was the original message. That's what, like, uh, you know, why the gym started in Garage Gym. It was the whole, the whole idea. It's, it's like anything, though, isn't it? People don't like change. And did, it's did like you, you said. the Craig Ritchie interview with Greg Glassman? Don't we watch No, that? no. It's super cringy, like Craig Ritchie. You know Craig Ritchie is? He's the, um, what's the? Hustle Mate. Hustle, his brand's Hustle Mate, but I forget what his YouTube channel is called. Well, it's Craig Ritchie. Yeah. Team Ritchie, that's it. And he's done amazing for himself. He's probably the only person making money off of CrossFit blogs. Like everyone else is trying and failing, but he's crushing it. He's doing so good. And he manages to get an interview with Greg Glassman. I'm like, what the hell? How has he done this? <laughs> yeah. And he just, it was so cringe because the questions he was asking him were so ill-informed that he's asking him stuff and you can just see like Greg Glassman going like, what the fuck is this kid asking me? Make, trying to make almost like business suggestions. Why don't you like run the games this way still? Do you think it's, and it's like you're <laughs> yeah. missing the point, bro. It's just yeah. super like, like, to, I, I love going to the, the games to hang out with the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. But it. listen to Greg Glassman's responses oh. to why we're awesome because it, yeah. if you've, and he admitted it, this kid interviewing him, he's just like, I'm a 2016 CrossFit. It's like, yeah, that's a problem because you got into it when it was a game sport before it was a CrossFit training mm -hmm. program. So when you listen to him talk about why he started it all and stuff, it's really refreshing to be like, yeah, I remember watching him say the same thing on a video like six years before that. Oh. So to hearing like him, who is the founder of it, still believe that that still is what CrossFit should message. be. And he, and he had this awesome thing. He just says, go to it. And affiliate has been open for 10 years. Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah. And yeah. I loved it because it's like, look at the community. Look at when you go inside, talk to the members, find out the people who've lost over 100 pounds. Yeah, people who have reversed the conditions of type two diabetes, or they were sick before, now they're well. They're able to do things that they'd never do before, and like, and that's what like what we do as coaches. It's just so rewarding to see them get their life back, and just by you spending a bit of time with them, teach them how to squat, spending a bit of time with them after class, and finding out who they are as a human being, and that's like literally what the community is there for. So just hearing him talk about that, it's like just show up at the ten year affiliate, and what's been really amazing. Is uh, especially the ones in the states. He's actually been showing up to the ten-year anniversaries of the affiliates, which oh, is amazing. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. I think um, it's definitely a great message, and there's 
I, I still think like the CrossFit environment because of like things like Netflix, the movies on Netflix and, you know, just typing CrossFit into Google and kind of like the reputation that it's got. People are, you, you see it every day. Like you mentioned to someone about CrossFit. Oh no, that's not for me. Mm. You know that CrossFit is only appealing still to like 20% of the population that actually come down. Mm. You know that if a lot of them came down and gave it the time and actually just, you know, yeah, I'm going to walk in. There is probably going to be some people with their t-shirts off, but it's still the right environment for me. And they get into it. They're going to be better off in the long run. Yeah, I'm not sure about like they've they've gone with like the videos on CrossFit HQ of like the living room and stuff. I don't know if that's the right. <laughs> they've they've done a couple of really good videos with like you know people who have lost 100 pounds and they've gone that route. And then some of the videos are a little bit. So I googled yesterday um, 2010 CrossFit Games um, LSIT workout. So I wanted to try and find the fastest time <laughs> from the LSIT one. And the second search was the dude sat in his armchair, old man sat in his armchair thing. So even though you're searching CrossFit game stuff, you're still getting the old man sat in his armchair doing demos as else. Well, what I love about that, it's just universally scaling. It just shows like, look, these are like those movements, but it doesn't matter where you are in your in your life or fitness journey, uh, but you want to get started. It's like, hey, here's someone. Oh, who sits, no, I think it's super genius. cool. Oh. It's genius from a market initiative. Imagine you show some like really, really old dude wearing like ASICS trainers, they're lifting <laughs> two jugs of water. My dad's going to see that and be like, fuck, I could do that. Yeah. But yeah. that's the whole idea. It's just, it's showing how the ease of entry or the barrier for entry is so low with coming to a CrossFit gym. A lot of just stepping in. And then once you get in that environment where they're just like, hey, what's your name? So-and-so. Oh, great. Cool. Hey, what, what, you know, why do you want to come to the gym? Let's look after you. Go meet this coach and you go have a great class. There's nothing better. Like when, I, when I've been working in a CrossFit gym, you watch someone come in for, and you can see it in their eyes. You, you know that if they come consistently, they're going to be like in a year's time, they're going to be oh like the CrossFit king. They're going to be yeah. loving it. But how many times have you seen it? Like, you know, when you, used to, when you used to be coaching the gyms regularly, it's like, you look at them within six months or a year's time and it's just dramatically yeah. I wouldn't say a different person but th- that's who they really are like yeah. this like this shell that's just peel the layers back of the onion I'm like this is who this person is and it's like and that's so cool to see yeah that is cool alright I think we're almost ready to wrap it up is I always do this at the end of my podcast so put you guys on the spot a little bit have you got anything um, it can be anything like that someone listening to this now can go and execute and apply to their life right away whether it's exercise whether it's just general lifestyle stuff is there anything off the top of your mind I've got a big push on this coming out of doing that sort of a a, writing a blog and a campaign about this is like doing less is more Mm -hmm. is you'll get and I'm a big believer in this as well is doing less in the gym will give you better results in the gym so look at all the outside stuff I know you guys are big on this and we're huge on me as you can probably tell me and Simon are big on walking is if you instead of training six days a week train five days a week and on that sixth day where you're not training you walk for 45 minutes without your headphones in and just had like some time to yourself and focus on your breathing, the other five workouts, you'd probably get a lot better results out of it. You'd become a better athlete by training less. Yeah, that's good. I've actually seen that with some of the people that I work with as well. They come and sit with me and I say, what do you do at the moment? They're, maybe they're just trying to lose a little bit of body fat. And I go, what do you do already? Well, I train five days a week, CrossFit. I do half marathon on the weekend. I'm like, All right, first thing we're going to do is we're going to take, take back some of that volume. You're going to do four CrossFit sessions. If you're going to run on the weekend, maybe you only do three CrossFit sessions, like really strip back. And they're surprised. And then before you know it, other factors in their life start to improve they're not as hungry anymore so then they can start to balance their nutrition out a little bit more and some real dramatic changes so that's a good one definitely yeah and uh, like you know for me i'll always think it's like hey do one thing and like and do one thing better and a lot of it's just asking that question and they already kind of know the answer 
And if it's like, oh, cool, maybe I need to move a little more. Maybe I need to make like a better choice with a, with a, uh, a meal that they have. And it's like, cool, just do one thing better. And if it means like, okay, you're going to take that extra time to go walking. I'm a big believer on that. And like, you know, I have, I have a client who literally would just crush himself in the gym. And then you're like, yep. And then I'm going for like an hour bike ride in the morning. I'm like, just, you, you live on the beach. You could just go for a walk on the beach and watch the sunrise. Yeah. With your kid. He's, yeah. He's, he's got like, you know, he's, he's a... Is a you got a newly born kid. I was born at the end of last year. I'm just just take your kid out for a walk and spend yeah. some time, quality time, and I reckon everything will kind of fit in. So do one thing better. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, thanks very much, guys. Do you want to just let us know where we can find you? Tell us a little bit about Base Free and uh, probably Instagram is probably the most active place. So Base Three DXB on Instagram, um, and then there's a media page on Base Three uh, AE, which where we'll be posting information about training videos about training that would probably be a useful place for you to check out what we do and you've got your own podcast as well so you can check that one out yeah basically podcast boom we've got an awesome guest this week yep yeah, yeah we do can't wait for that <laughs> <laughs> what about you Si? Uh, I'm just on at Simon Barry Jones on Instagram um, just me traveling around and loads of coffee pictures who Simon is super active now Yep. Go, go give Simon a follow. I, I, I put a story up today. You're going to be bombarded. Bombarded. <laughs> hey, bring it on. Uh, and then I've, uh, like, I, I do nutrition coaching as well. And um, I've got a new Instagram page called Simon Says Coaching, um, Ooh, which like uh, I'll be starting to pump out stuff there. So if there's anything that you guys want to know, let me know and I'll, I'll start turning into posts. Even right. better, you've just held yourself accountable to this now that you need to Pretty much, that's, why, that's why I said so it. This is the best thing. So good luck to me. <laughs> All right, leave it there. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Josh.